Isaiah 42, verse 14. For a long time I have kept silent. I have been quiet and held myself back. But now, like a woman in childbirth, I cry out. I gasp and pant. I will lay waste the mountains and the hills and dry up all their vegetation. I will turn rivers into islands and dry up the pools. I will lead the blind by ways they have not known, along unfamiliar paths. I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. Father, we thank you for this last message of 2010, even looking on now to 2011 and your divine purposes here with us as a corporate people and us individually. We ask now for your power, for your anointing, for the unction of heaven to flow upon all of our hearts. Won't you just lift your voice? Come on, just lift your voice right now. Lift your voice before God. Ask God to speak to you. If you have the freedom to pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Jesus, we give you praise. We give you glory. And we give you honor. We thank and praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to talk to you about what God wants to do now into 2011. I don't know that this would be my year message, but it certainly would be one of them. Uh, Greetings, by the way, to all of our online people. We're so thankful that you're online today. Uh, If you've never been online with us, you can get there by going to KC. Alaska.com. There's a button there you can click and go to the live web stream. Also, our podcast, which has had a multitude of problems, has been healed. Hallelujah. So uh, you can go to iTunes and, and get a hold of that. Also, uh, Sermon Player uh, has that, and it's a, a tremendous thing to be able to listen to an MP3. How many of you know what an MP3 is? All right. How many of you know what an MPEG4 is? Okay. Anyway, it's a great thing to be able to listen to messages while you're driving in your iPod, your iTouch, your iPhone, your iPad, or whatever eye you might have. I want to break this message into two parts. The first part is I want to talk about our place not in the church. And what I mean by church, I mean the body of Christ. And uh, I will, which, of course, also includes KC Alaska, KC uh, the, the larger vision, but also our place in the valley and our place in the earth. That's the first part. The second part is I want to talk about barriers that we face that are hindering us from fulfilling a mandate, our mandate and calling. I've entitled it Breaking Through the Hindrances our divine, of Our Divine Destiny or Breaking Through the Hindrances of Divine Birthing. In 2008, I preached a message that was similar to this. It's similar because that's when I had, a, I had a vision. This was the vision I had. And I shared that with you back then. The vision I had was a, a woman in pregnant, a, a woman that was in labor, a very pregnant woman. I mean, very pregnant. Well, there's pregnant and there's very pregnant. Now, I remember when, I remember when, we, we got pregnant. I, I'm going to say we. 
we got pregnant. It's not just my wife because I was right there with her. Amen. I gained like 50 pounds. And then I remember when she started the show, I thought, my goodness, wow. But when she started the show, it was nothing at all like when it was time to give birth. I mean, I just didn't know that skin could stretch that much. You know what I mean? I mean, you're just like, you know, you know when a balloon just looks like, well, don't put any more air in there. The vision I had was a very pregnant woman. We're not, not, not just eight months, we're talking full term plus. And she was in labor. She cried out. She tried to, she tried to push. And there were some apparent problems. As I continue to look in the vision, the vision, this, this, this pregnant woman, I noticed that she was an Alaska Native woman, and I think that represents our state. But I think more than just our state, I think it represents the First Nations people really across the earth. And that God was trying to birth forth this child. There, there apparently was some problems. She was, she was tired. And there was a knowing that she was tired, not just from, from being in a long labor. Now, I've, I've never given birth, obviously. Somebody once told me, men, if you want to know what it feels like to give birth, just take your upper lip and peel it back over your head, and you'll have some idea of what that might be like. Very difficult. The knowing, as I saw this Alaskan Native woman in travail of birthing a child, was that she was tired. She had been in a long labor. Now, Jan, she's a labor and delivery nurse. A long labor you can get really tired, isn't that right? And if you run out of strength, there's a problem, isn't there? Because you have to be able to deliver that child. And the sense was that she ran out of strength. And then I saw in a moment, really, the, the angel of the Lord come with a sword and release strength to her. And eventually the baby came forth. And he gave me a revelation, which perhaps we'll get to out of the book of Revelation that verse of the birthing where a great dragon stood before the, the woman who was in, in child pain, child labor. The Lord says to you this morning that I'm coming in this hour to help you. I'm coming in this hour to give you strength in the midst of your birthing. Coming to encourage you. Coming to strengthen you. Fear not. Everybody say fear not. Fear not. God is here to help you and to strengthen you. Now, there's three, there's three dangers that we're facing individually and corporately. And the first one, I want you to turn to Isaiah 26. Now, you have notes. I might get to them. So these are not in your notes, right? There's three dangers that we're facing. Isaiah 26 and verse 17. As a woman with child and about to give birth writhes and cries out in her pain... So we are in the presence, O Lord. So we are in your presence, O Lord. Has anybody felt like that? Oh, God, bring about what you said you would. Verse 18, we were with child, we writhed in pain, but we gave birth to wind. We've not brought salvation to the earth. We've not given birth to the people of the world. One of the dangers that we face One of the dangers that we face 
is to settle for a time of refreshing. One of the dangers that we face here in this church and one of the dangers that we face in the body of Christ is to just settle for a good service. Just settle for a little joy. Just settle for a good meeting. Just settle, to begin to settle and not understand the purpose of a good meeting is that you would get pregnant and birth something. The purpose of the outpouring of the Spirit is not so that we can roll around and pour all over each other's heads, get some, some goosebumps or chicken skin, have all our hair stand on end, pray in tongues and go home and see nothing change. The purpose of the outpouring of the Spirit is to make Christ formed in you so that you can go form Him and other people out on the earth. Don't, don't just settle for wind. Don't settle for the wind of the Spirit. The wind of the Spirit has purpose to move us forward. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying we are totally pregnant. We are big, large as a house, ready to pop, pregnant. But there's some hindrances. The first thing is don't, don't settle. Good is the enemy of great. Mediocrity is the enemy of excellence. I love the wind of the Spirit. I love great services. I love prophetic words. I appreciate all the things that stir us. I, long, I yearn for them. I, got, I mean, I can hardly wait to come to church. But as I'm beginning to grow in the Lord, I'm realizing more and more that the church encounter with Him is to bring me into a deeper encounter in my own quiet time, which is then to birth forth His purpose in the earth. It's not just so that I can feel good about my marriage, my family, my finances, and the stuff that's going on in my life. And it's not just so that you can be healed and whole. Look, you're to be healed and whole. You can be good, have your finances fixed, have a blessed marriage. Why? So that you can actually do something. So that you can birth something. It's more than just about you and me. It's more than just about KC Alaska or KC Wasilla. It's more than just about KC. Hello. It's about His kingdom. The kingdom of God coming. It's about a release of His divine purposes. We're not to settle. Everybody say, I'm not going to settle. Don't settle for anything less than the birthing of nations, the discipling of nations. See, how do we do that? One person at a time. It's easy to settle when the wind comes. It's easy to settle when the power of the Spirit comes. Look, the power of the Spirit, the prophetic, or the wind, it it brings really a conception. How many of you ever been prophesied over and you just confirmed what God was speaking to you and you just felt inside, man, that's right, amen. Well, that's just the seed. That's just that's just the, the, the conception, if you will. I love prophecy, but it takes intercession is like the gestation. I am preaching better than your amen. The prophetic word is like conception. Intercession is like a gestation period. You've got to pray over that word. You've got to declare that word. You've got to wage a good warfare. And the apostolic anointing births the thing. Now, some of you under your different places in your walk, and maybe I'm going over your head with some of it, but don't worry. Just let it sink in. The prophetic, the wind of the Spirit brings a conception. The, the intercessor, thank God, I'm of you thankful that He ever lives to make intercession for you and me. Intercessory prayer is not the beginning and it certainly isn't the end. It's the gestation. Come on, how many of you, have you had a baby that's premature? 
You know, they need help. There's got to be prayer. There's got to be a whole prayer movement. And then the apostolic births the purposes of God into the earth. It's a passion that really burns at the core of this place. All of those really prophetic, intercession, apostolic. There's a battle that's on, and it's for far more than just the wind of the spirit or chicken skin. There's a battle that's on for your life, and it's far more than just you feeling good about yourself. Well, that's a great place to start. Because if you don't feel good about yourself, you're believing some lie that the enemy has whispered to you. Because you're divinely made in the image of God. He loves you. He's got a plan for you. Woo! Hallelujah. It's great to realize that you're accepted just the way that you are. And then in that same breath to realize then that he loves you too much to leave you the way that you are. And he wants to change you. He wants to shift you. But the battle is for more than just our own individual lives. It's for nations. Psalm 105, verse 18, And the word of the Lord tested Joseph till it came to pass. I believe that we're in the midst of the tests of the word of the Lord. I know I am. I know our churches. The second thing I see is that's that's a hindrance to birthing what God wants to do is, and I I, I preached a whole message on it, it's weariness. Weariness. Now, as I, as I, as I, I can see it even now as I, as I, as I look, this pregnant, very pregnant woman giving birth is tired. Just her head was grimacing, but her breast of her body was just trembling in weakness. You ever worked out to the point where you just, you're to failure, muscle failure? That's what it was. Everything shaking. Couldn't, no strength to push, to push. No strength to bring a contraction. That was the vision I had in 2008. And as I meditated on this with a bowl full of, tur- with a belly full of turkey and cookies. <laughs> wondering if I could just have one more chocolate before I... Anybody know what I'm talking about? I saw, and that, that, that whole picture, that's 2008, that, that's a picture of the head. Just leaders, just, just God, the, the, the head, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and leaders being driven to birth this thing, but the body not in line. The body weak, tired, broken, hurting, not having any strength to birth forth this child. Very dangerous place. But as I meditated on this last night and, and all through the night, divine strength began to fill the body. What, is it, what, what do you mean? I'm saying in, the, in, the, in this vision, I saw this very pregnant woman begin to receive strength as the angel of the Lord came. And I believe the word of the Lord to us is this, is that we're going to birth forth His purpose in our lives, in our, in our, in our church, in the body of Christ, and in times past where it's just been a few who have led, a few who the head who's been really laboring, travailing, and giving themselves to it, and the body's been hurting and broken and tired and confused. The body's coming in line with the head. Who is Jesus? Amen. The head of the church. 
And beginning to receive strength to birth forth his prophecies, birth forth his prophecies, to bring forth the prophetic baby, if you will. How many of you need some strength? We preach that on you gotta beware of weariness. It'll wipe you out. We talked about how Hagar was sent away by Abraham. Abram at that time went off into the desert. Her baby, Ishmael, was crying. She couldn't take it anymore, so she puts Ishmael under a tree about a bow shot away. And she weeps and cries. And it says that when God heard the boy crying, he spoke to Hagar and said, Get up, open your eyes. And when she did, she got up, she said, and he said, Go back to the boy, for I'll make him into a great nation. When she got up and she began to move in the word of the Lord, then her eyes were opened and there was a, there was a stream, there was a well that birthed forth. And they didn't die of thirst, they were refreshed. There's, in every desert, there's a well. In every personal hell, in every weary attack of the enemy that comes, there's a refreshing that comes if you'll learn to find it, if you'll stand up, open your eyes, spiritually speaking, and look for that thing. He'll lead it to you, David, though he was a giant killer when he was younger. Now is King David. He goes out with his mighty men, and he fights five giants. Ishbi Bishbanov, I think his name was. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing it. And the six-fingered freak. Sounds like a movie. He goes out to war against Ishbi Bishbanob, who has this new weapon. And he's so exhausted, he's so weary, he's so tired that he's going to get killed. And one of his men steps over Abishai, the helper from the father is what his name means. How many of you know the Holy Spirit's your helper? Abishai steps up and kills Ishbi Bonehead. Benob wipes him out. And they say, never again, David, do you fight for the, the lamp, the lampstand of Israel not be snuffed out. There was a weariness that came, but because he had a relationship with other men or other women, if you will, he had a relationship. He had, he had built a relationship that when he was weary and he was tired, the divine helper, the father's helper stepped in. See, there's a danger when you're moving forward in divine purpose. There's a danger of, of getting so weary that you just can't take another step. When you're so tired and you're so exhausted that you just can't see anything. And you start thinking, man, has this all been for nothing? Have I traveled all this way and gone through all this stuff that this is it? All of my seed sowing, all of my tithing, and here I am. And you just want to quit. You want to throw in the towel. Weariness. It's an attack that comes to the people of God to keep you from birthing your divine purpose. Don't be weary in well-doing. Now that brings me to Daniel 7. And in Daniel 7, 21 through 25, and I'm not going to read the text, but you can go and look later. There's this demonic king, and he speaks against the Most High and oppresses the saints and tries to 
change to set times or laws or principles. There's a demonic, demonic attack that comes on a people who are filled with vision. You say, well, what do we do about that? You've got to learn how to win. You know, when I was, when I was new in the Lord, there was a, a, a certain grace where God just did everything for me. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, it's like I got saved, and I'm I kid you not. It felt like he brushed my teeth and took care of me. Took, just took care of me. And he still takes care of me, but now, now he requires of me to do what I can do. To function on the, on the revelation and the understanding that I now have out of the relationship I have with him. I, I didn't hardly know anything, and he just sort of took me, dusted me off. And, you know, I, I was... I was as I look back, I'm thinking, my gosh, I was doing so much stuff that was out of the will of God, and yet it didn't seem to matter. If I did one fraction of anything I was doing back then now, it'd be like this big door from hell would swing open, and I would get whooped up on. Why? Because I know better now. Come on, you've got to, you're accountable for the revelation and the truth that you know. You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Come on, you'll know the truth, and the truth will... Okay, but if you don't know the truth then you might be believing a lie. Take your Bibles. Are you all there? Turn turn to Daniel 10. Take your Bibles. Turn to Daniel 10. We are at the greatest place of breakthrough. And there's warfare. You know, there's warfare. Somebody said, oh, that's all passe warfare. The warfare was 80s. Talking about spiritual warfare in the 80s. Look, Bubba, spiritual warfare never ends until you get there. Until it's over. Until the fat angel sings. (laughs) What did I say? Second Hezekiah? Come on, somebody say, I'm going to have a breakthrough. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, say it again. I'm going to have a breakthrough. Daniel chapter 10. Now, we might touch on some of these notes now. Daniel chapter 10, and go to verse 12. Just go to verse 12. Let's read the word of the Lord from the NIV. Then he continued, do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you've set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God. Your words were heard. And I have come in response to them. But the prince of Persia kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people In the future, but the vision concerns a time yet to come. How do we move forward? It's not business as usual. So so the picture I'm painting as the Lord has given it to me is that we are 
fully pregnant. Yet, there's been a weariness and there's been a tiredness. There's been a settling. Sometimes we just forget about why we're here. We're not just here for a good meeting. Don't settle. And, and some of you are so weary that you didn't even know you were tired. Look, recently, I think it was about four weeks ago, I was feeling like, good God Almighty, when is the sun going to come out? And I began to feel almost this, this heaviness, and I got a little crabby, I got a little cranky. Now, this is my fourth winter, fifth winter, I don't, I don't know how many minutes, fifth. And so, I, you know, I just, I just heard of other people putting their faces in front of sad lights and, and, and you know, drinking vitamin D. But I've been good all the other years. I'm thinking, I don't really have that problem. My wife feeds me well. I'm good. But as I was praying, the Lord said, son, I said, what? He says, you're messed up. I know. You need some vitamin D. Now, it had to be the Lord because I don't even think like that. I don't even think I need anything else but Him. No, that's just the way. I, I just need more of Him. And, and I've preached that. You don't need any vitamin D. Just get it set on fire. I was on fire, but I had something dampening me. And I thought, man, I guess I, guess I need vitamin D. That was the word of the Lord. I went and got some liquid sunshine felt like I got saved. And I'd be like, whoa, man. I thought, is this legal? I got a little bit convicted. Feels like it's summer. Whoa, I know this felt good. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Now, those of you that are online, you obviously don't live here. Those of you who are like, what is he talking about? Come on up. We're on the other side. Come on, somebody say the days are getting longer. It's great. Never really bothered me before, but God gave me revelation that I was all jacked. I had issues. I had problems. I needed some D. And I got a breakthrough. Yeah, my wife saw amen, praise the Lord, hallelujah. There's certain things you can do. Listen to me now. Okay, let me, let, me, let, me, let me paint the whole picture. Man, that star is right in front of the clock. Can't see. All right, all right. All right, we're good. A couple more minutes. So the picture is there's this lady, a picture of our church, a picture of the body of Christ who's fully pregnant, a native Alaskan woman or First Nations lady who's trying to birth forth this child but has been so weak. Can't birth forth the child. The head's pushing, but then that's 2008. Now, in this, as I, as, I, as I looked at it again in the spirit, I saw the rest of the body beginning to come in line. Hindrances to that is just settling. Don't real, not understanding that you're not just here for a good service. You're not just here for some goosebumps. There's a divine purpose for why you're here. Why you're alive. If you were supposed to be dead, baby, you would be. There's been lots of opportunities, car crashes and sickness, disease, that God's healed you, God's touched you, God's given you favor. So it's not, don't just settle, don't settle for, don't just settle for a good meeting. Don't just settle for a little bit of strength or a little bit of refreshing. There's more than that. There's a weariness that can come upon you. And we gave you examples of how to break weariness. Hagar. Got up. Her eyes were open. There's always a well in your middle of your personal hell. You just have to find it. David, strengthened by Abishai. Want another one? 
Samson with the jawbone wipes out this massive Philistine army and then says, am I going to die? I'm so thirsty. And God opened his eyes and he saw a well. And in the, in the English tongue, it's called the well of the caller. The well of the caller. In other words, there's a well for those who call upon him. Jeremiah 33.3 Call upon me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things. And though you might be weary, if you'll learn to call on him, if you'll learn to cry out to him, he will release strength. And I believe that's the angel of the Lord coming. Really strengthening you with might in your inner being. There's a strength that comes. Paul said that... that it's a great thing when you're weak because then his strength is perfected in you. So you do, the, the, the hindrances are, are don't watch out for the settling, understanding that it's not just about you. Watch out for weariness. And then thirdly, understand that there is very clearly an attack upon you just because you love God. And I'm not one for pointing, you know, blaming the devil for anything, everything. I've, I've basically learned that most of my problems were precipitated because of the stupid decisions I made and the bad choices I took. And then I like to blame the devil, gets blamed for all kinds of stuff. But there's certain things that you can do to precipitate and bring a breakthrough. Like God spoke to me, said, boy, get some D. I told my wife, I need some vitamin D. We got the vitamin D, took some vitamin D. My world, my, my perception of things changed. I just felt different. There's certain things that you can do, like Daniel now, Daniel chapter 10. There's certain things that you can do to bring the breakthrough in your life. Does anybody need a breakthrough up in here? Does anybody need some breakthrough? You need some breakthrough? Then let's look at what Daniel did. Daniel fasted. That's what it means when you humbled yourself in the text that we read. You can read through Daniel 10 earlier on in the verses. It says he humbled himself for 21 days. He fasted and he prays. For three full weeks, he fasted. I want you to fill in your notes as we move along. And I'm not going to get through this whole message, but first, hopefully just this first part. An Old Testament overview of fasting. Fasting was a sign of mourning, repentance, and an aspect of prayer. Fasting and prayer always go together. Why are you teaching us this, Pastor? Because we're about ready to fast. Come January 3rd, I'm, I'm, we're doing a corporate fast. Overall, now I've done this ever since I gave my heart to the Lord. You want to see the great breakthrough in your life? Fasting is something you have to have as a discipline, as a child of God, growing in God. If you don't see the thing move through normal praying, giving, and living for Him, try fasting. It'll bazooka that thing right out of the way. Jesus fasts. The disciples fasted after. Daniel fast and saw a breakthrough. The Day of Atonement and national emergencies were a time when they fasted. The Day of Atonement is called the fast. You can see that in Acts 27. In the New Testament, you see God's intervention. Now, I read this in a, in a commentary, so I put it in the notes. I'm not so sure it's true. But in Acts chapter 27, it says that they had not eaten. And so the, the commentator said that they were fasting and believing for God's deliverance. However, has anybody been in a storm on a boat? You're not going to eat. So I, it might have been a forced fast. I think that, you know, if they eat, if you eat, you feed the fish. So they weren't eating. 
All right, on verse 33, Paul gets up and tells everybody, time to break the fast. Time to eat breakfast. But there is fasting and believing for, for God's breakthrough. It's a form of worship, as you see in Acts 13. It's a form of worship. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting. Paul and Barnabas were sent out as the first missionaries. The text that we looked at, a look at the text, if you will, please. Daniel fasted and prayed 21 days and broke through in the spiritual realm. So how do you know that? Because one angel, now here, an angel comes and visits him. An angel comes and says to him, what's up? I'd have been all up in here earlier, but I got held back. You've got to be seriously strong to hold back an angel. In in Hezekiah's day, one angel, one angel, wiped out 185,000 of his troops. One angel. One angel in the book of Revelation takes one chain, wraps it around the father of lies and Satan and throws him in the lake of fire. One. I've heard people, Lord, send a band-aid. You just need one. Just one. An angel is hindered from talking to Daniel. And he says, I'd have come earlier, but I was held back. Who could hold back an angel? Amazing. An archangel, mind you. Not just a regular angel. A big chief bad boy. There is a demonic assignment to keep you from breaking through and birthing what God wants you to. And 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 you say, on us? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Are you worried about it? Not one iota. But I also understand that if, if Satan could hinder the Apostle Paul from going to preach the gospel in certain places, and if, if that's the case, my, my goodness, I think I need a little help up in here. Can somebody say Amen. And if if Satan could hinder Gabriel from bringing the message to Daniel, then how many of you know it's possible and probable, in fact, that you could be getting stopped from your birthing. You could be getting hindered from what God wants to do through you because there's an, an assignment of the enemy that wants to weary you, wants to get you to think that everything's okay, doesn't want you to birth forth and come into strength, doesn't want you to fulfill your God-given apostolic purpose in this earth. He wants you to weary and quit and throw in the towel and just say, well, one day in the by and by, bless God, we'll make it to heaven. Daniel understood, so he fasted and prayed. He what? He fasted and and prayed. Satan tries to hinder the, the plans of God. Oh, look at one. Spiritual warfare, the prince of Persia is a demonic entity. The angel says, I'd have come sooner, but the prince of Persia, the prince of Persia is not some dude with a crown. The prince of Persia is, is a demonic entity that is still over the area of Persia. I believe it's operating through Saddam Hussein was. Pick somebody else now. It's a prince of Persia. It's, it's, it's not just a normal prince. It's a demonic entity. So you're freaking me out. Good. There's demonic powers that try to break the purposes of God, that try to give, that, that try to hold that baby from coming. 
First Thessalonians 2.18, Paul says, I wanted to come to you, but Satan hindered me. And what Daniel did in the physical realm affected the spiritual realm or the heavenlies. And literally because of his praying and fasting, it changed the course of history because he got revelation, which he put in the, in the book of Daniel, that was for Israel and for the time yet to come. You see, the enemy doesn't want you to win. He's nervous about you overcoming. But there's some things that you can do in the natural that will release. Like I took vitamin D and felt like I got delivered. There's certain things that you can do in the spirit to set you on fire, to move you with strength and literally cause the heavenlies to shift. And that's prayer and fasting. Come on, you said you want to break you like I don't want it that bad. All right, well, then you can just hold on to your sickness. These kind do not come out except by prayer and fasting. There's certain things that will not shift, will not change, unless you fast and pray. What Daniel did in the physical realm affected the spiritual realm. Now, through fasting, we can receive a breakthrough. And I'm going to stop there and encourage you. Now, all across this place, I want to encourage you to fast. Now, do we have those? We have extra? Did you get those fasting forms? Micah Pasoni, are you in the house? Okay. I want to encourage you, thank you, to, to be a part of this. So it's 21 days of, of fasting and prayer. Fasting and praying as name, phone number, email, and as the types of fasts. There's a full fast that's just liquids. Now, you need to be careful. If you've never fasted before, you know, I, I, it might not be such a good idea just to go all liquids, okay? And, you, and if you're on medication, you know, you need to talk to your doctor. As Minister Barry said earlier, don't want to see anybody going to heaven early or anything. There's lots of different types of fasts. A Daniel fast, which is... No meat and no sweets. There's, as I said, a John the Baptist fast, which I jokingly said it's just cockroaches. I mean, locusts. Cockroaches and honey. Locusts and honey. No, I, I'm, I'm kidding. Really. There is a John the Baptist fast. I have sort of a different view on it, and I think some of you should do it. I'll tell you what it is. It's not... It's not cockroaches or locusts and honey. It's boldly going out and sharing your faith. Maybe you've never done that before. So you could fast your selfishness and get out, huh? Uh, share your faith with people. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's lots of different kinds of fasts. I want to encourage you. And uh, if you'll take a moment, you want to be a part of that, you go ahead and fill this out and uh, turn it in, if you would. Here in a moment. There's certain things that we're going to do. And we're going to take some special times of prayer. We're going to have some all night prayer. On Friday, from Friday morning all the way to Saturday mornings. We'll let you know about that next week. We'll have a schedule printed up by God's grace. We'll have our whole, uh, our, our prayer wall all printed and ready to go for that time also.
Hallelujah. Sometimes in my life, I've grown lethargic. And I just want God to come through for me, but not so much that I'm willing to do everything that I can do. I want just an easy grace. Then I found, hmm, I really have to, sometimes I have to go to church. In other words, most of the time, I love going, but there are times where I don't want to go. That's the time you drag your carcass to the house. There are certain things that you can do. Fasting and praying will release an atom bomb of God upon your situation. Welcome back. Would you all stand up on your feet? Micah, would you play something? We missed you. Take a moment to fill this out. You see, if understand this, we as a body, if we fast and pray, do you realize that we could change the course of history? Do you realize that? Some of you think that we're insignificant scrubs that should go out and eat dirt or snow in the backyard. Not so. Daniel changed history, and so can you and I as we fast and pray. So I encourage you, be a part of this time. Look, some of you should just fast your Xbox 360. Put your iPhone up. Put away your Crackberry or whatever it is. Get, get away from, hello, get, get away from some technology maybe. Turn off the, the, that, that cesspool that gets pumped into the house, the TV. Watch out. Stop going to Blockbuster or Redbox. Just give it up. Watch how much money you save. And, and then you'll find, my goodness, I'm starting to think more about the Lord. You realize, does anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, I was eating really good before Christmas and I threw it all to the wind and ate everything. I feel like I need healing. Yeah, but, I, I, but that's how I used to eat all the time. Listen, watch this now. That's how I used to eat all the time. I felt good. But I didn't know that I could feel great by feeding myself differently and taking care of myself. The same is true spiritually. Look, once you begin to put yourself away from the, from the cable TV and put yourself away from, put yourself away from the table, begin to call on His name, then the power of God comes on you like you might never have ever experienced ever before. And then you didn't, I'm gonna tell you, there's certain things that'll hold back the blessing of heaven in your family that will not break unless you fast and pray. There is iniquitous patterns. There are assignments of the enemy that comes to try to kill, steal, and destroy. But if you fast and you pray, you will break that. You will break that thing off of your family. You can break it off of a region. Come on, we can see a breakthrough, people. Lord, come upon us right now. Now, the fast doesn't start till January 3rd. Somebody say hallelujah. But I'm going to get you, get you getting ready. Get ready. Start preparing yourself. Father, we thank you 
that we are a people that are full of destiny, pregnant with purpose. America is pregnant with purpose. But there has been an assignment of weariness. There has been an assignment of a lack of revelation of understanding our purpose at this time and this hour. But you've come even by the angel of the Lord to release strength. That we would see a birthing of the purposes of God. So, Lord, as we look to begin the fast a week from now, I pray that you begin to prepare our hearts and we would see a great company of people fasting and praying. Look, you can do a three-quarters fast. You can fast one hour a day. It doesn't have to be all liquid for 21 days. You just pick something. and Go for it. Commit yourself to it. Lord, we give you praise and glory. Every, every head bowed, every eye closed all across this place. If you're not right with God, you want to give your heart to Jesus tonight. Right now, this morning, this afternoon, whatever time it is, wherever you are listening to this message. You want to give your heart to Jesus for the first time. Or maybe you just want to make a recommitment to him. All across this place, those under the sound of my voice, if that's you, you want your sins forgiven. You want heaven to be your home. You want Him to be your Lord and Savior. You want everything that He has for you. You don't, you don't want to stay the way that you are. You need some help. All across this place, if that's you, slip your hand up right now. I want to give your heart right with God. Nobody moving around. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you in the back. Nobody moving around. Nobody walking. Now's not time to leave the service. Just right now, all across this place. Want to get right with God? Slip your hand up. All right. Let's pray right out loud. Just right out loud. Whether you lifted your hands or not, just pray from your heart. Say, Dear Jesus. Come on, right out loud. Say, Dear Jesus. Thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for rising again from the grave. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me. Cleanse me. Fill me. Use me. Break every chain. Help me to live for you. Thank you for loving me. And thank you for hearing my prayer. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Thank you for washing me clean. Amen. Holy Spirit, I pray, God, for this precious people, that you'd touch them, you'd fill them, you'd strengthen them. And we as a people would birth forth the very purpose that you have for us individually. I call forth the purposes of God for your people. I call forth that which you have planned, even ordained from the beginnings of the foundations of the earth. I call forth, in Jesus' name, your plan and your purpose, the release of strength for us corporately to accomplish and, and do what you've called us to do for King's Cathedral and chapels, for us individually in our individual callings. God, we thank you and we praise you. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, won't you put your hands together for the Lord? Amen. Take someone by the hand as we close in prayer this morning. Take someone by the hand.